Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the B-Team broadcast bought, brought to you by the Jackrabbit Illustrated, a part of the Splitting Hairs podcast group. Probably did that different one more time just for Ben. Um, I, don't think you, I don't think you've ever done it the same. I, think I don't believe in repetition. Are you turned from a podcast to a broadcast? Yeah. You know, we're, well, we're broadcasting live, so I mean, we're our broadcast now. It's true. And technically, we're both. Technically, we are broadcasting. We're broadcasters. Yeah. Professional <laughs> broadcasters. Little, like small b, little b broadcasters, not the big yeah. b, like radio broadcasters. No. But I mean, it fits with the B team better. That's right. So uh, we're going to be going over, obviously, uh, last weekend's game started on kind of a sour note. Well, started on a great note with the women's game coming out and just pummeling usd by 20 points and then it was a little bit of a sour note and the men looked pretty rusty and then sunday was or saturday was great yeah the, the let's start with the women i mean uh, that uh I, I actually had uh, a guy text me he's like are it was that a big upset like when you know when we were just whooping usd right. And I was like, well, I wouldn't call it an upset, but I called a statement, I think is the way I put it, you know, because it was, you know, it, they definitely put it to them. And, you know, I just, I was very surprised by that outcome that, that the women were able to handle the handle USD that easily. Yeah. I mean, you know, looking and going into that series, if you listen to, uh, you know, your, our, our local Argus guys, um, Gaskins and Zimmer, they both were saying how uh, they still thought that USD is the better team, and they just look like a better team. Which, I mean, that's fine. You get that, like they were allowed to have that opinion, and USD was. And we all knew coming in, they were a really good team. Uh, and I guess technically, if you go by the net rankings, it was a big upset because somehow we're still ranked behind them after sweeping them beating Gonzaga at home when they basically had a home game against Gonzaga and lost. We and have all that. We all know all the big wins that we had this year already. And somehow that net ranking system is just broken. Um, you know, uh, so I, it, it was an upset by those rankings, but it was 100% a statement. Um, I think there was a good point that was made during the broadcast by uh, Newitt, I think it was, that when you're playing a doubleheader like they were, I think USD did sub some people in and just kind of, at once it got to the last two, three minutes, kind of just conceded that, that that game was ours and wanted to give us a new look and not wear their players out trying to make a comeback that night and that's part of the strategy of these double headers. You know, it's, it's a real thing. And I think it's kind of fun. Yeah. And like you said, that, that net ranking, you know, we talked about it on our last uh, podcast that, you know, the USD was ranked higher than we were. And we talked about, you know, whether that was right or not, but I just, how in the world, I just checked that USD is still ranked 34th in net ranking and we're ranked 39th. Right. We actually, well, they stayed at 34 and we went down from 37 to 39. Science. <laughs> what? Like, so <laughs> uh, I posed this question on Twitter and I tagged like 
you know, really hoping to get the big shot. I tagged like Charlie Cream in it, and then because he's the big women's basketball bracketology guy, and then I tagged Zimmer and uh, Henshin, Brian Henshin, the USD beat guy in there. And Henshin came on and he said, you know, I was just having this discussion with somebody, and margin of victory plays a pretty big role in that ranking. And USD beat UMKC by like 50 points. So it was UMKC or Omaha. I think it was UMKC. They just absolutely mollywopped him by like 50 points. And apparently from what he had looked at, that's what's keeping them afloat right now is that huge win giving him a big margin of victory, which if you're asking me and if I was voting in a poll on this, if it was a football game, if if this was a football season, um, at some point you got to win the big games. You can't just be close in the win big wins or close in the big games and then get really bumped up because you creamed up on some puff pastries. So it, well, I don't, I, it's a broken system already. If you ask me, well, that's the thing. How is it so broken already? This was supposed to be like the next big thing that they put a lot of thought into, and it was just going to be a great right. ranking system that they would be able to rely on. And, and now they're getting all kinds of points for a blowout against some middling team in the summit league. Like, right. I don't, I don't understand it. I, and then the, there's the weird co- quadrants win thing and we've got more quadrant higher quadrant wins than them. So I don't, I, I don't know. It's stupid. It's really stupid. It shouldn't be that way. I mean, you, you sweep a team granted. Yeah. It was at home. Do we necessarily sweep them if it's a split? Well, if that first game's in USD, I don't think they're beating us anyways. But, um, you know, maybe if the second one was, maybe we don't make that huge comeback. I mean, what a choke job by USD to lose that game. They were up by, like, what, eight points with a minute and a half left, and we end up winning by almost ten? Like, yeah. wow. Wow. Yeah. For anyone that didn't see the end of that second game, definitely try to find a replay like on the ESPN app or something because watch the last three minutes of that game. We were gritty. I mean, it was yeah, grounded out. Oh yeah, big was just girls had heart, man. Big play after big play, stop after stop, shot after shot. I mean, it was that was fun to watch. That that the ending of that game was awesome. Well, and it felt great to sweep them because, you know, last year we got swept by them throughout the season. You know, it's been th- they were 3-0 and o against us in the last couple seasons or whatever, and it's nice to take them back down and get back on top of that mountain. Yeah, no doubt. And somebody tweeted, like, how lucky are we to be able to have this level of women's basketball right in South Dakota? I mean, right. you're talking, you know, two – very high level teams. I mean, ranked, you know, top 30 is thirties in the net ranking. So you're looking at, you know, a, a nine, nine ish, 10 ish seed in the NCAA tournament, maybe higher, you know, two of those teams, you know, playing right in our backyard and both in this area, it's just unbelievable. Right. The success that both of them have been able to have and sustain. Right. And you know, the women now, I mean, this will be two years in a row now that the summits had a top 25 in the country team, Mm -hmm. which is phenomenal. And, you know, watching, watching them play is a lot of fun because you, 
if you're ever one of the guys who sits around and watches college or NBA and then grumbles about how there's not the fundamentals of basketball and you're not playing right or whatever, mm-hmm. like that, the women's game really brings that out. And it's a lot of fun to watch. It really is fundamental basketball a lot of times because you don't have necessarily the athletes who can dunk from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I, I hope that they can still both have enough success where when we get to likely them those two matching up in the championship of the summit league where even the loser is probably going to make the tournament i mean it, it makes it more exciting if one of them if it's kind of a winner go home scenario but yep. at the same time it's good to see them be able to duke it out and to still know that they're both going to go to the tournament because they both deserve to go to the tournament and so i ho- i just i hope yeah in that sense i hope that their records are high enough that they that they will both go no matter what no matter the result of that game because it's almost unfair for them to have to play each other for one spot in the tournament. Right. And you know, looking at it and the way things have played out, um, I think the only way both teams make the tournament this year is if we lose the USD in the conference in the in the championship the tournament championship game because they just don't have the wins. I don't they have but it, great games and we know they're a great team. But they're ranked thirty fourth. I mean if they go off in that rankings and it and well that's and what they're supposed to use our, for seeding our, now. And they are and let's be honest with our our prior success that we had before USD came on and then USD coming on strong like this has given those two teams enough of a reputation that it could be to the point where you don't need the uh, slew of crazy marquee wins like we did to finally get in that large bid mm-hmm. what, two years ago. Like, yeah. it, it might be to that point, but we're still a mid-major conference with a lot of bad teams in it. I mean, it's 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 SDSU, USD, um, NDSU starting to come together they're not there yet but they're coming together and then the rest is just kind of a dumpster fire and that's what kills us and you might you might be right maybe maybe we're the only ones that are able to even think about an at-large at this point which speaks to how big those games were how yeah yeah the since we swept those we have a very good shot at an at-large as long as we take care of business until the championship and whereas they're, you know, they're more on the, uh, you know, the defensive now in terms of having to win almost every game to make the tournament. And so yeah. that's that. Yeah. The in, in that sense, those games were just huge, especially that comeback win to not not split. And essentially, they've uh, almost tied up the summer league championship at this point. Regular yeah. season. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, that if we do have to play in Fargo and their women's team is young. So when you face them on the road, they're, they're not nearly as good um, at home. They're pretty good though. I mean, they beat the pants up. They beat the brakes off of that UNI team that beat our, our ladies two weeks later. Um, you know, they, they lost Iowa state who we beat, but then they, they swept UW green Bay. Who's traditionally a women's basketball mid major powerhouse. So um, we can't take that series for granted up here this year and i mean even when they were terrible they snaked a game from us here four or five years ago so um and personally i really want the ladies to go up there and stick it to them because i'm tired of hearing from the ndsu fans about our women are up our, our women are we've caught you we've caught you and it's like oh you don't even <laughs> uh you don't know the 
how hard and how long it takes to get to that the talent you need to be a top 25 team. Mm -hmm. That'd be like in FCS, Missouri State having a good out of conference and then saying, yeah, we're a number top, we're a top five team in the country and we're going to go up and beat NDSU and Fargo and like thinking they're on the same level as Fargo or the hairy cows, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, hopefully we can take care of business. And it is crazy, you know, as you're, you know, alluding to coming up games, we've got a series with Oral Roberts, NDSU, and UMKC, and that's it. And then yep. and then we're on a summer league tournament time. So we're literally a month away from the summer league tournament, which is kind of crazy. Four weeks. Right. And it's just screaming by. And it feels like it should have felt like it was longer with as long of a layoff as mm-hmm we've all we've had but yeah it is there's not a lot not a lot left mm-hmm. and those are i mean those are you know we just got done with the usd which they were number you know tied for first in the conference before this weekend we've got or roberts who's in fourth and ndsu's who's in second now and umkc who's in fifth so not easy series coming up so they'll they'll be tested pretty well coming into the summer league tournament yeah, and I think that's the way you want to end the season. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to end getting tested so that way you're ready for when the Summit League tournament shows up. You don't want to be playing Denver and UNO for your last two weeks that are kind of walk through sleepwalk games if you really want to. Yeah, you want to you want to have that higher level of play going into it. So yep. I think it lays out really nicely for us. I do too. Yeah, hopefully they can keep taking care of business and we can keep being excited about Jack's women's basketball. Yeah. On the flip side, though, that first men's game looked, uh, I was, that was rough. It was really hard to watch. I was just, that was frustrating. I think Baylor Shireman was his self, and he's got to be the most steady player on the team. He just, Mr. Double Double, but, Boy, that was it, it. Looked like the ball wasn't falling in, and we got frustrated. And then everybody tried to play hero ball a little bit and started chucking up shots to force it in the hoop, and that didn't work. Yeah, no, and I, you know, and I, I do want to take it one game at a time. But the first three halves of the weekend were just absolutely brutal to watch. It was it just bad SDSU basketball and I was down I mean I thank goodness that we had that last half that we did because yeah like we talked about like I don't I don't know if I could have brought it brought myself to actually do this podcast if we had continued with another half of basketball <laughs> like the first three were that would have been right awesome. solo come and talk about but um, no, that first game, I mean, credit to USD, they really shut us down and, you know, some of it was cold shooting and, you know, Friedel, obviously like he's, he's sitting like 45% of his three point shots this year. He went two for 12. From right. Three. Like, and so that's an anomaly. Like that's, that's not normal. It's not going to happen every night. Um, and then, you know, Doug Wilson, he went three of 10 from field goal. I mean, it was just uh, Arians one of five from field goal. It was just bad all around. And I, 
Yeah. I, I hope that it was because of the long layoff, not being able to play against Denver, you know, only having two games in the last, you know, how many ever days it was, you know, that's the only thing that, that is making me, I don't know, somewhat okay with what happened. Uh, Because outside of that, there's just no excuse for how bad a basketball they were playing, considering how good of a team they are. Right. And especially the first game, um, just abandoned what got you there. There was the, the post touches weren't there. They, there was no real effort to get Doug Douglas Wilson, the ball. And it was just pass around the perimeter and jack up a shot. And yeah, it, it was frustrating, but on the same token, like you said, you got to give USD credit, man. They won nine in a row or something in Summit play so far. And mm-hmm. until we, we won the second game and they came in and punched us right in the mouth again. And we didn't handle it well the first game. And it just kind of, it, 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 it dogpiled on top of us, if you will. And the second game in the second half, we came out and responded to getting punched in the mouth. But some of it is, I think we can't assume that the, that, this team is necessarily going to just march on through the summit. Like we were initially thinking, especially with all the COVID stuff happening and getting, you know, layoffs in the blocky schedule. This team has a lot to prove realistically. I mean, first, I mean, I don't think we think USD's world beaters and that we should have lost to them. So I do think that there is the, the team has to come back out and prove that they are the top team in the, in the summit. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. They've they still have some some stuff left to prove, which is a good thing. You know, you don't want to. You know, we've seen the last couple of years we've kind of had our way in the summit regular season and just you know had a collapse in the first game in the summit league tournament. So hopefully, this is kind of a wake up call uh, for them to realize you know you're not going to coast through it. There's still these good teams out there. Um, and especially, you know, USD with a team, it, it, you've got uh, Stanley Amude, Amude on your team. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a player like that, you've got a chance to win every game because that guy is just really, really good. And when he's going, he's unstoppable. But the the weird thing is, is he wasn't even really going in that first game and we still weren't able to get our offense going enough to, I mean, they, they only scored 64 points. Right. And so yeah, exactly. it, it was just a lot of sloppy basketball. Um, yeah, we had 14 turnovers in that game. Just a lot of, like you said, hurried, jacked up shots that, you know, isn't RMO. And, you know, I, um, yeah, it was just that first game was just bad basketball all around. And then, you know, like we said, into that second game, that first half, just it was, it was almost more of the same. It was like, what? is going on but that i wouldn't say it's more the same because we were we were at least scoring points but right. we just we could not stop them on offense yeah i mean they they especially amude and plitza white's playing well this year i mean which yep. i hate because i don't i've got a some reason to stay in it for that guy but yeah. uh, uh i have all the respect to for amude that that guy is unreal but Plitzer White is a different story, but um, 
they were just making shots like crazy. And it's like, uh, how are we going to do anything the second half? But I think it was Shireman that hit a couple threes right before half. And then it was like, okay, now we go. And then you really saw him take off in that second half. Yeah. And I love watching this team when they decide this is our game now. They're just, it, it feels like they have a switch that they can click on when they're able to click it on that it, this is our game it's done and you you don't get to beat us this time and they flip that switch on and away they go but it feels mm-hmm. like it's never for a whole game it's in at least in summit league it feels like it's in spurts mm-hmm. you know it felt like watching like the bradley game that was a full game of really good jackrabbit basketball mm-hmm. but i mean even going over the going to the crossover classic games there hasn't been any real summit games where you watch the game and you're like, this is the team we saw in out of conference. You know what I mean? I haven't had that feeling yet. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, the second half, though, I think one thing that we did find is Charlie Easley. Um, yeah. We we said, okay, Amude is going to do his thing. It's it, almost impossible to stop him we have to at least stop Plitzowite and they put Charlie easily on AJ Plitzowite and just shut him down. Like he couldn't do yeah. anything easily. He was just on him like white on rice and was just not letting go. And they were struggling because I think they found a, a one, two punch with Plitzowite and Namude. Mm-hmm. But if you take one of those punches away, they struggle because they, yeah, they don't know have who a lot else. Of, they don't have anybody else. Exactly. They don't know who else to go to. And Mude, you know, he can try to start forcing shot ups, shots up, but that's what we saw is he started forcing up long twos. He started missing shots, and then they were like, oh, God, they've got us now, you know. So right. that was awesome to see, and, you know, credit to Hendo having that adjustment of saying easily go in there and just shut him down, and he did. It was, it was fun to see that kid can hustle like crazy. Well, and that finding that is monstrous for mm-hmm. summer league tournament if we have to play him in the summer league tournament because noah just had a hell of a time stopping plitz white and i'm kind of with you where he just irritates me it's not that i don't respect him i just i don't know if it's because his mom is the women's coach's kid or what it is but something just bothers me like he's not a bad dude he, or anything it just is irritating it, i don't know if it bothers me that he's just that good but no i think had, it's there's the flopping aspect. He's a flopper. There's that. Well, we saw I mean, some of that. Him and Amude are very good actors. Yeah. Like, like, and I'm not saying Amude flops per se, but he's very good at exaggerating what happened to get to draw a foul. Like, he's yeah. an artist at that. The dude should get an Oscar. But yeah, I agree. Noah got kind of ate up on defense by Plitzwait the first game. I mean, that absolutely killed us. I mean, every every run that we started to make back, Plitzwait would come down and he'd get up, he'd get open and make a play and and just Noah had a real hard time with him. So putting easily on him and finding out that, that he's just put that defensive dog on him, man. And that guy who's just going to be in his face all game and just that energy defensive player Mm-hmm. And that working is going to be huge, huge coming down the road in the Summer League tournament, I think. Yeah. We're going to have to make, like, Charlie Hustle shirts. 
Like that would be. I love that. Charlie Hustle <laughs> shirts or hats would be yeah. phenomenal. If they, it, it'd be way cooler. I mean, he's what? He's only like a junior this year, right? Because he transferred from Nebraska, right? If that's correct. Uh, it's shows him as a sophomore. Even better. So we can get these shirts made for next year's Summit League tournament or Jackrabbit basketball games. Yeah. Or like you Rabbit Den folks who've reached out to me before, uh, the student section kids, you guys make some of those shirts and wear those to the student section. That would be baller. Charlie Hustle and get it in like 70s type look yeah. to it and everything. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I love your that. Like that that's his thing. Like he's just a hustle guy. Like he's not gonna overwhelm you overwhelm you with his athleticism. Like he's just gonna hustle and out I mean out hustle you. Like it's right. just I mean, he is just uh, a menace out there. And it was it was fun to watch. And that I mean that's gonna get him minutes. Like he hadn't been getting many minutes. Like the previous night he had five North the North Dakota series, he had eleven and four. He had some against West Illinois, but that was some kind of blowout, blowout game. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, you play, you start playing like that, and you'll you'll start finding yourself on the court quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, that defensive spark plug is so important out there on the court. You know, we find the guy you can throw out there and shut down their number one guy. Like when I think it's ORU has a couple studs on their team if you can use him to shut down one of those guys that's gonna be huge yeah well it and it seems like he's a capable offensive player too like he's not right he's not gonna go score 15 or 20 but you know he's he's gonna hold his own on offense and be an option too he's not just out there for defense so it's nice to have a guy like that and you know you got to find those role players on your team and it's it's nice to see him kind of settling into a role that is going to be kind of going to play a big part i think as we get through the end of the season here yep absolutely 100 percent agreed there so that's a good thing yeah so another highlight was dentlinger coming back to life he had a yes. huge huge game that second game after a pretty quiet night the first night only scored five points and then he comes out and scores 21 on 10 of 11 right goals. efficiency baby yeah so and, and it was needed i mean they were just dominating us in the post and we couldn't do anything inside we were jacking up threes and again credit to hendo i'm sure he told his guys we can score in the post go in there and yep. we did and it worked right right well and you know that having that huge game especially he had a huge second half um and when everything started clicking is exactly like you said, Hendo told them to start pounding the ball down low. It, it, the whole sequence of events of the whole weekend felt like when you give up on the run game in, in football and just stop signing pound the rock and start passing. And then all of a sudden you get blown out. Well, if you don't, we weren't pounding the ball low. We started doing that in the second half and we just ate down there on the post. And yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and it's a, it's important to have that too because I mean, even I mean, we scored eighty nine points in that second game, and Friedel was one of seven from three. Even Shireman was two of six. So it's not like we were. I mean, we were as a team, we were seven of twenty two from three. So pretty average, below right. average, and we still scored eighty nine points. And so it's 
it's really big to be able to show that you can win like that against a good, a solid team in USD. Um, you know, it, it it's good for them to find that out, to know that they can come back to that um, when they need to. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I, I do wish I, I, I saw some a little. I don't know if it was regression or what from Luke Apple, but he was he was struggling against USD's big guys. Um, I don't know if it was just a good good matchup for USD, but um, you know I, I think we'll see him do some good things still. But uh, I mean, and credit to USD. I mean, they brought that that big what Zizic guy out. He's like six eleven, yeah. and yeah, he's. Bit. He was a monster, man. It was like, how are we going to score over this guy? Like, just his name reminds me of Tropic Thunder. Yeah, he's six foot eleven and ugly as shit. <laughs> he doesn't speak any English. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, that guy—he's shut. Uh, he was a big part of their defense in that first game. He was uh, and, yeah, and even in the early parts of the second game, he was shutting us down, but. Um, we, I don't know, we found something that worked and I mean, we, we scored, what was it? Outscored them that second half, 51 to 34 in that second half of the second game. So that was a lot of fun to watch. They started having fun again. They started running the court, getting some turnovers, you know, Wilson was getting run out dunks and it was, it was back to fun SDSU basketball. And so that made me be able to sleep easy at night. Yep. And uh, without that, it would have been rough. Yeah, very, very rough. I oh god, that'd have been a really bad weekend if that <laughs> happened. But no, uh, real glad uh, came back to get the split. Um, you know, but it, in you know, I think it it obviously burns more to lose the streak to them instead of anybody else with the home court winning streak and all that jazz, but it was going to happen sometime. And now we got a pretty good size challenge coming up this weekend. Certainly. Yeah. Let's uh, so another nice thing about that uh, was Saturday evening when SDSU came back in that second half. I was like, man, I feel good about that. Uh, another great thing that happened was NDSU lost to or Roberts. That Which, is a beautiful thing. A, a great thing always. And and it was a large thing like in the standings wise of the um, men's summit league. Because if you look at the standings now, we are USD sitting at nine and one. We're sitting at yep. five and one because teams don't want to play us. Um, NDSU is sitting at nine and three, and Or Roberts is sitting at seven and three. So and I believe the uh hey there you go look at look at you if you if you're not watching us you need to be because this guy like he's I'm sneaky he's gonna win an award pretty soon here for probably his video his production value so he popped up the summit league um standings on the screen which i just said but um i believe the seating this year since they know that the number of games is going to be weird goes by conference win percentage I believe so. Yep. So we're yeah. in trouble as of right now, as having dropped that game. Certainly, yeah. Dropping that one to USD, we're in trouble for that one seed. But as we know, going into summer league tournament, as long as you have one of the top two seeds, that's really all you need. Um, and so we're with that NDSU loss. That one helped us out a lot. 
um, because it, it kept us, we're at 83.3% win percentage and they're at 75% now. And so I think if they would have won, we would have been about tied. Um, I think we would have been ahead by a little bit if my math is right, but um, it was certainly a, a big win there. And I think we just lost Brendan. So it'll be interesting to see if we can get him back. Um, let me text him and see what happened there. In the meantime, I can uh, go over what happened in the Summit League um, over the weekend. We had NDSU won their first game against Oral Roberts, and then Oral Roberts took the second one. Uh, North Dakota had some trouble with Denver. Um, UND, they had to go into overtime to beat Denver the first night by three, 85-82. They went into overtime a second time, the consecutive nights. And I, I just, I, how, what are the odds of that? Like back-to-back, the same team playing each other back-to-back nights and going to overtime both games is odd. Low. And, yes. <laughs> it's weird. And, so, but that happened, and UND lost the second one. Uh, Denver won, which that was their, uh, I don't know, what was that? That was Denver's first conference win of the year. It is. So, yep. I don't know. UND's just been a weird team up and down all year. Um, and so they, yeah, I don't even know what to think of them anymore. But um, the other uh, series over the weekend was, Western Illinois, Omaha, Western Illinois won both of those first night by eight, second night uh, only by two. So that was another uh, good game there. A lot of close, a lot of close summit league games. Um, And as far as picks go, uh, I went four and four. Brendan went five and three. So he picked up another, another pick on me, which is, uh, I don't know, surprising. We'll, we'll say to say the least, but I'm kind of a big deal like that. I mean, what what can I say? Yeah, good for you. Fade this. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens come football season, which is coming up hot. Yeah, it's coming right around the corner. Oh my god, I'm I'm not gonna do much anymore with this screen. I was gonna uh, mess with the schedule and stuff, but my mouse has just gone schizophrenic, so I'm gonna stop touching it. We're gonna hang out like this. Uh, well, and I. I lost you for a second. Did you? Did you have to get yeah. back on? Yeah, it, I got uh, kicked off of this window, uh, and I was panicking, thinking the whole thing cut <laughs> off. And I'm like, "Oh my god, we cut off midstream!" And I mean, this is obviously great podcast material. But it's uh, yeah, and so I had to reload everything back on, and I was pretty yeah. relieved that you kept rolling there. Yeah, oh I looked. God. I was looking at some stats, and then I switched back over to the screen. It's just my face. Like, all right, uh, I'm by myself now. <laughs> Riding solo. <laughs> so let us get into the upcoming weekend's slate of games. So there are, I looked on the schedule, there's some odd, uh, there's a couple Friday night games, which is different. Um, Denver and Western Illinois have a series, and... Omaha and Kansas City, which so kind of some bottom teams there. Yep. Uh, Denver and Western Illinois, the bottom 
I guess, second and third from the bottom. And then Omaha is last and Kansas City's third from last. So yeah. kind of some bottom dweller teams there. What uh, Before we get into the SDSU games, what, what are your thoughts on the Denver-Western Illinois series? We'll start there. What are your picks? Well, Western Illinois is starting to kind of click, and they're at home. And, yeah, I know Denver got the win against um, UND, but I think Western's going to sweep them at home. I think that was more uh, just – well, you know what? I don't think that. I take it all back. We're going to go with Western Illinois to win the first game and then Denver to lose the second game. I've Denver been debating. Win the game. Denver wins the second game. Yep. Okay. And I've thought about doing just the cheap strategy of picking sweeps the whole way. Mm-hmm. So that way, my if I if if there is a split, <laughs> I don't whiff on two of them just to mm-hmm. maintain my lead, but I think that's kind of a bitch strategy, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, although I I am going to go with a sweep here. I, I like what Western Illinois is doing. Um, I know they only won by two against Omaha, but um, no, I like, I like the way they're headed. I think they're putting together a good team and a good season. Um, relatively good but because they still are towards the bottom of the summer league but uh i will take them to sweep uh the next series is omaha at kansas city yeah and i can pick that one first uh, omaha still doesn't have a conference win i don't see it happening this weekend i think uh, kansas city is another team that's got some decent things going on um i, I think i'll take kansas city to sweep that one on um, that one, I will definitely take take uh, Kansas City to sweep since uh, Omaha has been defeated in conference play. So I'm going to definitely take both Kansas City on that one. Okay. And then we've got USD versus UND, the Battle of the Little Brothers. Yep. And USD's at UND. What do you think about that one? Well, it's kind of like when your little brothers get in a fight in the basement and you just kind of walk away and let that play itself <laughs> out, right? Um, <laughs> you don't really care who wins. Uh, realistically, I'd like UND to take one from them. And at home, UND just tends to win games they probably shouldn't. So I will go ahead and say that UND is going to take the second game from South Dakota um, much like they did with um, NDSU. So I'm going to go with a split. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. Maybe this is the weekend. You gain a, you're gain. you able to actually gain a game instead of lose a game on me. But I'm going to go with UND taking the second game of that series. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to gain two games on you in this series oh. alone. I'm going to take UND first, USD second. I'm going to say that UND looks at the tape from what we did against USD in the second half and hopefully he's able to replicate it. And okay. hopefully Robracha can stay in the game. I think he fouled out of both games against Denver, which doesn't help them at all because he's no. kind of their main guy. Um, he's the guy. Right. So <laughs> uh, hopefully USD has a little hangover from, from playing against SDSU and they lose their first one. So. We'll see how that goes. And we have a big series. We go to Oral Roberts. 
Yes, we do. And it's a Saturday-Sunday series instead of a Friday-Saturday series. Oh, that's what looked weird. They're all Friday-Saturday. I said the weird one was yeah. Friday. No, the weird ones are on no, Sunday. The weird ones are on Sunday. That's right. It looked weird. I didn't really catch that. But yes. So Saturday-Sunday for us and the, the Little Brother Showdown. Um, I will pick this one first since you picked the two of them first. Okay. I think we sweep. I think that second half got us right again. And I'm I'm leery of this because Or Roberts is tough. Uh, they have uh, O'Banner and uh, I'm trying to think of the other guy's name. Um, oh, um, I know his name's not Um, I think. It's not, it starts with an O. Uh, a, Abmus. Albaner yep. and Abmus, they are very good. Um, yep. They're scoring uh, at a high pace, uh, like in the 20s. Both of them are averaging, uh, I don't know if it's 20, but damn close to 20 per game. And so, yeah, uh, Obanner is averaging 20. And check my math here. Abmus is averaging 22. Look at, look at me go. Yeah. So yeah, those guys are legit, and so they got a definite again a one-two punch that we'll have to figure out how we're going to defend, and uh, we'll see how we match up with them. But I'm going to take SDSU twice. Right, and both of those one one of those guys is a guard, right? If I remember, is that um, Abmus is six-one guard. Yep, right. and okay. O'Banner is a six-eight forward. Right, so here's my thoughts on this. Just uh, I think uh, you are right. I think we've gotten a little bit right. Uh, I think they are kind of a similar team to USD where they got two guys who can go nuts and kind of carry them offensively, whereas what, if you take one of those two guys away, they can get in a little bit of ish. They can have some issues there. Um, O'Banner probably can carry the team him, himself like Amude can, but – um, I think uh, I think Hendo found something with Charlie Hustle, and uh, he's going to put him on on that that guard who can put up points. And I think we can come away with the sweep. So I'm banking on Charlie Hustle to come through and that'll be work for us. That'll be something to watch if if he if he goes back to the well and says, you know what, how about you shut down Abmus and make O'Banner beat us and. Yeah, it's possible. You know, maybe he's playing twenty minutes a game here on out, trying to shut down their their guards. We'll see. Right. I mean, he keeps that up. He'll be uh, eyeing up some defensive players of the year here in the the future. Not necessarily this year because it probably start using him that way too late. But um, I think we're definitely going to call him Charlie Hustle forever now. I don't see why not. I think we're legally obligated to do that at this point. I mean, he was already kind of like a hustle guy, like, you know, getting all kinds of loose balls. But if you're playing right. defense like that, like you're, you are Charlie Hustle. Like that's, that's who you are. Right. And I mean, we mean that with every ounce of respect and admiration we can. Uh, oh, yeah. The hustle part's awesome. I, I love it. He's, he's awesome to watch play. <laughs> he's a lot yeah. of fun. I'm sure it's not the first time he's been called Charlie Hustle. We can't I be bet the first not. No, I hope not. Well, maybe I hope we are. We're we're bestowing that gift of that name <laughs> on him, and then we're very awesome people. I guess. Yeah. 
No, at uh, what uh, another thing I do hope to see is Friedel getting right. Um, he kind of had a, a bad couple of games against USD. Um, I was going to look up his stats. He was he did rack up 18 that first night, but mm-hmm. it was an ugly 18. Again, he was two of 12 from three. Um, he he had to put up 21 shots to get 18 points, which is not not good efficiency. No. Um, and then that second night, you know, we scored 89, and he only scored 10. Um, and he was right. even even in that game, he was three of 12, and he scored 10. So we need him to get back on track because he's you know a huge, obviously a huge part of our success going forward. Yeah, and I mean he's too good of a player not to get back on track. I think. You know? Yeah, I fully uh, expect that he will. Yeah, and and in general, I'm looking forward to just our shooting getting right, and I think a lot of that will be cured by going back to what got us there in the first place, run the ball through Wilson on the post and then go from there. So um, I look forward to seeing that start to happen, you know, finally not having no games leading into games. uh, I think that will help a lot. Some form of consistency for the team should help a lot. So, um, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Should be fun to watch these games and see the team get hot. Um, watch the women's games if we can as well. I haven't checked yet. I don't think they're. I don't know if they're on ESPN three or not um, or ESPN plus. But if they're not, I'll be listening on the radio. Yeah, they've got. Uh, what did we say earlier? Oral Roberts as well, obviously. Yeah, the doubleheaders. Um, yep. So I think at a minimum you'll. It looks like when I hit the watch button, it go it takes me to ORU's website. So you might have to purchase their their deal for twenty four hours wah. or whatever. Right, that <laughs> uh, that song and dance. You know, I thought that I thought that disappeared when the football team started being on Midco and all the time and and watching everything on ESPN Plus. But alas, it was too it good to be true. Exists. It was too, too good, good to be, to be true. true. What do you do? Fall back and punt, I guess. So, and then but, you know that kind of started to fade, and then Midco is like, "Hey, we have this awesome streaming service you should sign up for." Yeah, and I don't want to slam Midco too much because I love them. I love the coverage they give, but how do you offer a streaming service that just doesn't have? I I think I've only watched one game on Midco this year on the, on their on their app. Yep. What, you, what am I? The, what am I paying for? I mean, I would uh, I would use it every time over the ESPN app, but they don't have the app for the TVs yet, which is I, I guess I haven't checked. I just watch the ESPN ones. They don't have it. They don't have it. So they don't have they app. don't have it yet still, which is just silly. But I mean, yeah. And and my other big frustration is I I feel like for some reason the North Dakota schools are on there more often when the bigger basketball schools by far are the South Dakota teams, particularly just SDSU in general. I mean, that shows itself at the summer league tournament every year. We have the largest fan base and the most 
eyeballs will be on the screen for that. And they show more North Dakota State and UND games, and UND people are more worried about a, a playing hockey, and the NDSU people watch basketball sort of because I guess they're just, you got to do something until football season starts. Right. So, um, yeah, well, the issue, I mean, obviously the, the app issue is one thing, but I'm not worried when it's on ESPN, like I'm going to watch it on ESPN, I don't are they on both at the same time sometimes? Yeah, they'll do both. They allow both. Um I would I, I did use the app I like because I had to uh, I had to run to grab something from the grocery store while the women's game was going on, like the first one. And I certainly wasn't driving while I did this because that would be illegal. But um <laughs> I had it on my phone on the on the trip. I pulled it up on this. It's really, really handy for that. You can pull it up on, I use the Midco Sportsnet app because it's nicer because I you don't have to search through to find the South Dakota State game. It's oh. just, that's that's the live program. You just click on it and it starts. And so I had that over the truck on my phone. I might drive to the grocery store and drive back. And if I had to walk anywhere in the house, I'd throw it on my phone and watch while I walked around the house and did whatever, made food or whatnot. And that was really nice. Not to throw more water on that app, but if you set up your favorite teams in the ESPN app, it very it pops up right away and shows you the exact games that you want to watch. Know, so. It usually does. I I have major beef with the ESPN and ESPN Plus app because I have three different I got three different TVs in the house. I've got my tablet, I've got my computer, I've got my phone. I watch on all those at different times. Every time if I log out or log in i've got to log into each one of those separately and then when i do that i've got to sign into my tv provider separately on each one of the stupid things why isn't that linked to my damn account <laughs> that's so goddamn stupid you are a, you're owned by freaking disney how are you not able to just make that a one time okay that's a part of his thing you're making me go onto my phone to log into the stupid shit anyways when i'm logging in on my flipping tv why isn't it just attached to my account it's the dumbest shit on earth it certainly should be but <sighs> back back to our main point midco right. app i've had i've watched more <laughs> games on the go jacks or jacks all access or whatever uh i've watched more games on that than i have on midco because they weren't available on midco which shouldn't right. be a thing like if you right. have an app that i'm paying for you better be showing me the games I want to watch. Otherwise, well, I'm not going to pay for it anymore. Like I, well, and that's the tough thing with Midco. Is, and I don't understand it personally. They have the crews, it, it seems, because you've got you know your SDSU crew, your UND crew, and your NDSU mm -hmm. crew, and your terrible people. I mean, the USD crew. Hmm. Um, I'm just kidding, Jails, and those guys do an okay job. Mm -hmm. um, great job, sorry. <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, they have Midco, they, they have Midco Sportsnet 2 now as well. Like you can see that on the app, like that's a channel. I don't have Midco TV. I got the Midco <laughs> SN just for that. And so they have that. So why can't you show at least two of the Dakota schools games every weekend? I don't understand why it only has to be one. I don't either. We should have, why? we should have one of the guys on and have them explain it to us. Tom Demon, I bet you he'd do it. I he seems so. like a cool enough guy. I bet he'd jump on and explain all that stuff for us. We should do that mm -hmm. for the people. Yeah. For our people. For the BT Mafia. Him or uh, 
who was the other guy in the football crew? I'm trying to think of his name right now. Former SDSU player. Yeah. Oh my God. I see him in my Hank. face. Hank. Yes. Um. Ah. Uh, God bless America. I should know this. Um, Why can't I think of his name? Oh my God. I see his face. I hear his voice. I see mm-hmm. his. Uh, Hank. I hear him on. He comes on up here on the radio too. They have him on up here. Yeah. Either one of those guys. Hank and Tom. Hank hasn't been doing it as long, though, and he doesn't do the basketball. So in my defense, in our defense, we're really stupid. Uh, Yeah, we're, (laughs) yes. However, even though I'm going to... You're going to find out. I know you're going to drive it right now. It's going to drive me nuts. Um, So while while you're searching that, I did want to bring up that just on Twitter, I may have... Uh, made a deal where if a hundred people go out and like a certain post, because Chad tagged me in it from our wrestling podcast, uh, I will chug uh, Natterdays through my Kong beer bong on our podcast live on Facebook to show our commitment to Natterdays trying to sponsor us. So Natterdays, if you're listening, what what are you throwing your hands up for? You seem upset. No, uh, I found the name, but. I like this uh, plan. I'm going to. I'll one up. I'll, I'll. I'll. I will do it at the same time. I have. Will you do it with me? I have no, an in my it, fridge right now, and, and I would. We'll, I would love to. I, I don't have one right now. I mean, we gotta have the people want the. We gotta give the people what they want, and if they don't want it, then you know you gotta show that you want it. Um, so find that on Twitter. Um, Chad Myros has retweeted it. I'll retweet it or whatever. You got to get yourself a con beer bong too, though, because maybe they'll sponsor us. Then we'll send Is us that more. The thing Those you things stick are cool. on, stick on top of the can. Uh, no, that's it. It's a it's a beer koozie, and then it's got a little attached hose on the side, and you run that hose down. It clicks into the bottom. You pull your beer out and dump it in there, and now it's a beer bong. Hmm. <laughs> yeah it's pretty sweet there uh oh i'll, I'll sh- you know what we get those 100 likes and then you'll get to see it in action they're really fun for camping trips and things like that if you I'm feel excited. like being an adult i'm excited yeah, for they're awesome um yeah, so. hank mccall 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 henry, on the call i should have remembered that i think that henry mccall his name. hank mccall Anyway, we should get one of those Damn. two on as we get closer to football season. It would be awesome yeah. to get one of those two on. Uh, we've yes. also talked about trying to get Tyler Merriam on. So, uh, talk about Tyler we'll, Merriam. Um, I think we'll be able to get BMAC back on. Um, he seems real excited about it. Sam Herter, um, I think, wants to come back on. So, be fun to have you yeah. there for that. And yeah. See if we can get him on here one of these nights. And, and you know what's real exciting? So, this, this is the final regular season basketball episode where we won't be talking football although we yes, haven't decided is. yet whether those are going to be separate pods but right i, I am just uh, next week we're going to sit I mean, down it's... and we're going to talk about jack Rabbit football yes game that's going to happen i'm on so February excited yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> like it's no, jacked yeah like we're eight eight days yeah, eight days from now we'll be watching. Insane. Yeah, at you and I, like it's here. We got we got quarterback stuff to talk about. We got 
uh, who's going to come out as a wide receiver as with Cade gone? We got, oh, there's so many things. Long snapper, who's going to take over for, for Brady Sorensen? How's kicking going to go? Oh, my God, we got just packed with info that we have just not talked at all about. No, I'm I think we excited. need to do a group podcast this weekend. I think we need to put that on everybody. I think so too. You'll have to check out what uh, Matt and Kyle talked about. Uh, they recorded one tonight. We'll see what they come out with, and then we'll have some content out next week too. So uh, be sure to check all that out. Maybe we'll maybe we'll go live for the, like a group podcast to, to talk about the football game. That'd be a lot of fun. I'm down for that. And now that Perfect. we know how to do live, and we could do like on site, you know, like from Cubbies and stuff. If you wanted to sponsor us, Cubbies, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Yeah, just, just saying. Now we're talking gift cards, and you know, we'll see. You have your people contact our people. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like right it. Right on. All so, right. Well, beyond that, uh, yeah, tune into the games this weekend and uh, cheer on the Jacks and a nice long President's Day weekend. Hopefully, the kids don't drive you crazy. Right. Because I'm heading to the hills with mine tomorrow for a four-day weekend. So we'll oh, see how, good luck. We'll see how that goes. That's a drive, bud. Mm-hmm. We're going to go skiing, though, so it should be fun. Oh, heck yeah. That, that will be fun. Perfect. Fun, but uh, whatever. Terry Peak. That yep. That is it. Yep. Yep. But I will be tuning in Friday and Saturday evening to watch the Jacks win a couple games, a couple big, big conference games against a good or Roberts team. Hell yeah. Looking forward to it. Good deal. Well, with that, go big, go blue. Go, go Jacks. Out of sync. Ooh. <laughs>